0: Oftentimes we come to the understanding or knowledge of the truth, whether it is the elementary principles of Christ following Yeshua, Jesus, or whether it is a deeper revelation that he has come to reveal to us from his word. You know, whatever truth it is about him that he came to reveal to us, if our spouse is not on board, it can be incredibly difficult. And now we need to ask the question, how do we do this? How do we communicate this to them? How do we do this in a way that is pleasing to father? What if, if they're not on board and we are with this new thing going and this is something is radically going to be changing our life. What are we going to do about that? This is one of the number one things that we need to remember and understand as we come into faith or as we come to some whatever true father is revealed. That we need to have unity. The number one thing that Hasatan, Satan, is going to try and bring against us if he sees we're coming to some greater understanding of truth is he's going to try and destroy your relationships and your marriage, especially. You see, there is a covenant that you have with a person that is called a marriage. This covenant is an eternal covenant. It is something that you have came to do with them. It is a promise. It is not something that we can just break. And therefore, our whole life is now revolving around this covenant. It is, you know, we must must do all we can to keep this covenant going. Because we stood before God and we said that we would. Now, we need to ask, how then do we communicate all this? The best example that we have of relationship is in Scripture. Yeshua came to die for his bride. You see, we were all sinning against God. We were so far from him. We were divorced from him. You know, God divorced Israel from him at some point. But then he came and sent his son to come and restore that relationship. By the blood of Christ, by what Jesus did for us. We can come into relationship with the father. And so the example that that Christ gives us is that he does. He goes as far as laying down his life for a bride that at that point wanted nothing to do with him. We were all in sin before we came to him. We did not know God and he came and he saw the world. He saw his people and he came to die for her. You see, that's the same thing that we ought to do. We have to have such a love for our spouses that we will do the same. We will die for them, even if guys listen, even if they're not doing the things of God, even if they're against us, even if they don't don't love us like we want them to. It doesn't matter because we did not love Christ the way that he desires us to By our disobedience. We did not but still he came to die for us and the same way god calls in marriage the same a husband and a wife to lay themselves down for each other even if they don't feel like it and so we need to start this conversation around the notion that whatever the cost we need to to die for them in other words we need to humble ourselves we need to lay down our pride and we need to see God, how do we what 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 part of me needs to die so that our marriage can glorify God? So in four points, I want to explain to you practically how to go about this. If the father has come to you and he has revealed whatever it is to you, that some truth to you, you need to go, of course, and have a conversation, you need to go and sit with them and in love In grace, in kindness, and immense patience. Not lashing out or anything like that. You need for the first time to go and explain to them what the Father has revealed to you. And you need to show, you need to come and and, and give it to them, of course. Communicate it to them. And then whatever their reaction is, you're not allowed. You cannot go and lash out and start fighting and, and causing division in your relationship. You need to just give it to them and ask them to pray about it, ask them to to go to the Father about it if possible. Or if they're not a believer, you just need to place it there before them and then say, well, I just want to let you know and I love you. And that's it." not a thing of if you don't believe I'm going to leave or if you don't believe I'm going to be angry. No, there's none of that that's going to happen. You're simply going to give it to them with no strings attached. Next, what you need to do is you need to be like Jacob. You see, Jacob and Esau had quarrels and Esau wanted to murder Jacob. As they separated, you know, years went by and then they came together again. You know, um, they they approached again. Jacob heard that Esau is coming with 400 men to Jacob and his family. And what Jacob did was fall on his knees. He prayed. He cried out to God. He said, Father, you need to do this because I cannot. You see, you are not the one who can change the heart of your wife or your husband. You cannot change the heart of anyone. In fact, it is only the father who does that. What we do is we go and we will walk out God, a godly lifestyle that gives good fruits. We need to be a beard. We need to make sure our plate is clean before we go. We need to make sure there's nothing in our eye before we point out the thorn in our brother or sister's eye. And then after that, we, can, we, we, we pray, we pray, we pray and we ask Father to change their heart. Let them see our good works and then at the end, glorify God for them. But see, brother, sister, what often the mistake we make is we go and we continuously start bickering. We start, we start hitting them with the Bible over their head. Why aren't you following Jesus in this way? You are not a true believer. Why do you follow these traditions of man? Why do you believe in these lies? We start throwing them with all of these statements. And what this does is it actually causes them to dig their heels even deeper into the ground instead of coming to God like we desire them to. So we must go and present it to them and then pray for them and back off. Don't go and just pour this A thing over them every single day and hammer them with it. It will not produce good fruit because you can't change their heart. God needs to. And then the last point is perhaps the most, the hardest point to digest. And that is that we need to go along and live with them. We need to show them grace, we show them kindness, show them mercy. You see what Yeshua did, what Jesus did is he went to the place of the sinners. You know, the Pharisees actually even persecuted him because he hung out with the tax collectors, the the drunkards, the prostitutes, all these people, the lowest of the low, the biggest sinners of them all. He hung out with them. He did not despise them. He did not remove himself from them and say, I'm not going to speak to you again because you 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 continue in this sin. You see, it's not always as easy as just, you know, Jesus didn't just show up and suddenly all of them wanted to follow him. He was spending time with them, not just one day or two days. He was spending proper time with them. And in the same way, just because if someone of your husband or your wife doesn't agree with you, you're going to continue spending time with them. You're going to continue going through the motions with them. You're going to be there from you're going to show them. Listen, brothers and sisters, you're going to show them you're not going to depart even if they're in sin. You see, what was the thing that brought those prostitutes and tax collectors and drunkards to repentance? It was the fact that they knew. Jesus, Yeshua came to them and told them the truth. He they definitely were made sure to know what what he thought about what they were doing, but he did not despise him for it and he stuck around. You see, if Yeshua told them you shouldn't do this and then just left, they would be hurt and feel rejected. They would feel like, yeah, okay, well, they would not want to change. But if he told them, hey, listen, I don't agree with with this, but I love you and I'm going to stick around no matter what. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to be your friend. And if you ever need help, you just ask me. You cry out to me. You just call me. I'm going to be there for you in any hour of the night. That was the position of Yeshua, of Jesus in this whole thing. And the same way, even if our significant other is in whatever sin, we need to be like, I love you regardless. You know what I think of this, but I love you. And I'm there for you through this all because you know what this does. In their hearts, they will think, why are they so kind? They don't agree with what I'm doing here, but still they're around me. Still, they're, they're not rejecting me. And you know, what would change them is the fact that they will see that this must be by God, because there's no other way for us to have such mercy and grace. It is only the filling of the spirit that gives us the mercy and grace to be able to do that. And that is how people come to repentance. You see, the way that you came to repentance is by the kindness and mercy of God. You saw his love. You saw his sacrifice for you when he laid himself down for you, when he stuck around. Even if you were in your sin, he didn't leave you in that moment. That's why you came to repentance. That's the reason by seeing his love and see if they don't they need to see your love. They need to see you are crazy in love with them, even if they do things that you do not agree with. You are there for them, even if you don't agree with their things. And in the same way, how long did God wait for us? How long were we still sinners sitting against God, even if we knew the truth, whether we did or not? We sinned against Him every day and God waited. He was patient. He pursued us. He loved us. He blessed us even. He let the rains fall on us, even in our sin. And see, that is what we ought to do. We need to be so gentle and patient with them that we wait. We give, we bless, we love, and we are patient. We will not run out of patience like the world does. We will not say, I'm going to leave because you're not on board. You're unequally yoked, so I'm going to leave. No, you already made that covenant. You will stay no matter what the cost you made a promise with this person. You cannot leave. Paul writes that we, uh, if we are a believer and our husband or our wife is unbeliever, we ought not to separate. He says the following in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 12. And to the rest I say, not the master, if any brother has an unbelieving wife and she thinks well to live with him, let him not send her away. And a woman who has an unbelieving husband and he thinks well to live with her, let her not send him away. Brothers and sisters, yes, it is an incredibly difficult road if our husbands or wives aren't on board. But this video will show is demonstrated to you how to walk this out. And if you go in this gentleness and patience, not bickering, not hammering this on them, causing them to dig their heels deeper and deeper, because see, if if you keep hammering this thing on them, it's going to take longer and longer and longer for them to come to the knowledge of the truth, because you're going to inspire pride in their hearts and they're not going to see what you want them to see. You need to humble yourself. You need to be the one that's going to be different. You need to be the one that's going to humble yourself and say, uh, you know what? It's okay. I love you, and I'm patient with you. And yes, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna despise you. I'm not gonna. I am gonna be here with you. I'm not gonna bicker. And then you pray and you pray and you pray and you pray and you pray, and you let the Father do the work in their heart because you're not the one who's gonna do it. Oftentimes, you know, we're also like, God, you need to change them. You need to change them. You need to change them, and we forget to also pray. God, you need to change me. Because see, when you bear really good fruit, it becomes irresistible. And that changes their hearts too. That enables God to come and change their hearts through what He does in you. But you need to submit your life to Him first. So He can change you before your wife or husband will be inspired to walk as Yeshua walked. I hope this teaching blessed and encouraged you. May God bless you and keep you. Inshallah.